0: Hello and welcome to Asian American Stories by AAPI-LA. My name is Kalika Yap. I'm a serial entrepreneur and task member of AAPI, and today we are thrilled to welcome Los Angeles City Councilmember John Lee, who represents the city's 12th district. Councilmember Lee was first elected to the Los Angeles City Council during a special election in August 2019, and re-elected to his first full term in March 2020 right before the pandemic took effect along with mayor Garcetti, council member lee has been pivotal in driving the AAPI LA initiative and is responsible for the proclamation of AAPI LA day on may 3rd in los angeles city welcome to the api la podcast council member
1: thank you for having me i appreciate uh, being on on the podcast
0: First of all, happy AAPI (laughs) It is is kind of a mouthful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is, but uh, I'm happy that we were able to uh, designate uh, not only this month, but a a specific day uh, to really start the conversation of highlighting a lot of the different contributions that the AAPI community has made to the city we, you know, we love so much.
0: And it's so wonderful that because of you, there will now be a day in the year where all of L.A., can come together in solidarity despite having such diverse backgrounds.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that, that was very interesting for us is during all the the anti-Asian uh, hate, the things that we were all going through as a community, uh, it really allowed us as different communities to unite and come together and and learn some obvious things that I think are obvious, but that we don't really discuss with one another a lot of the same sort of struggles, a lot of the same sort of experiences that we've had. It doesn't matter if you were Thai or Filipino or Korean. When I spoke to them and talked about some of my experiences growing up, they're like, Oh yeah, that exact story happens to me. And so it's important that we, you know, we we all join in this because we are experiencing a lot of the similar things.
0: Yeah, I would love for the audience to learn a little bit more about yourself, your childhood and your family, your origin story.
1: So, uh, you know, my my father, of all places that he got a scholarship to in 1958, coming from this small little country called Korea, was Georgetown, Kentucky. So my dad finds himself wow. in Kentucky, My and really, and as you can expect, in 1958, uh he really was kind of confused as what the rules were for him. You know, it was very clear if you were a black American, if you're a white American, you know, what you could use, where you could go. But for him, they almost had to make their his own like section just, just, just for him. Like in the movie theaters, he had to, even though he was, his friend was a black American, he would go upstairs to the balcony with him, but they would say like, no, no, that's, you know, that's for, for, uh, well, you know, the terms that they used then. And he said, oh, I don't mind. What, what, well, where do I sit? So instead they made him sit in the last row of all the white Americans. So he's like, yeah, I just had my own, my own little Asian American section there. And so my, my mom uh, came in 1963. She came to Los Angeles. My parents met here and uh, had their own little Hollywood, you know, love story uh my and you know my had my brother and then me i was born in 1970 growing up in the community that i now represent and so i talk about the stark differences from growing up in a community where in my elementary school i was maybe one of two or three maybe you know cr- I think maybe even Asian Americans, but I remember there being a couple of Korean Americans. To now, where our communities are so incredibly diverse. If you would have told me my Ralphs on Reseda and Devonshire would one day be a Galleria Korean American market, I would have told you you were you're crazy. That that would never ever happen. And so my uh, I like to say that I have strange Korean parents. They never wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. They always wanted me to be in public service. And my dad, because of his experiences, um, really kind of taught me that if I wanted to make real change, I had to do it from the inside.
0: And look at where you are now. May 3rd, <laughs> 2022, proclaiming API LA Day. What are you experiencing right now as, as you know you what's happened?
1: As I'm out there, and I'm the one sort of kind of leading the, the, the event, I look behind me and see all these incredible leaders, leaders from the community, business leaders, nonprofit leaders. And I, 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 I'm just in amazement because in growing up, I so longed to see any face that looked like mine, right? I mean, it, it, on a commercial, on a TV show, it, was just someone that you could identify with. So to now look behind me and see all these people who are making such an incredible difference in the city that I love, it's it's just, you know, it's remarkable because now they're setting the tone for the younger generation. The people before me did, you know, the struggle and got me to help me get where I'm at. And now it's my responsibility and the people my age, uh, our generation to set that stage for the following generation to do even greater things than we've done.
0: We have many young listeners that would love to understand your road to becoming a council member in the second largest city in the country. Besides what you shared earlier with your parents really encouraging you for public service, what led you to where you are today?
1: So for my father, um, uh, being a part of the community was very, very important. And he wanted to make sure that we weren't a family that was just because we were different, because we were a minority, that we were going to sit by the sidelines. We were going to stay out. He wanted us involved in all the different Little Leagues. He wanted us involved in the community in a way where me and my brother, and this is long before, you know, you volunteered to help your resume to get to college he had us out there volunteering you know on weekends um he had me at uh different rallies uh so he really was trying to to instill in me that he couldn't make these changes but that you know he was hoping that i could then work and get inside to make those changes. And so while that was kind of like you know, a, a family sort of joke, we, we joked about it, like, oh, you know, you know, John's gonna, John's gonna go into public service one day, John's gonna be in, you know, elected one day. Uh, it's, still a, it's still something that you look at and you're just like, is that really going to happen? When I saw, it's the 30th anniversary of the LA, LA riots. When I was watching on TV and watching the community that uh, my mom had stores in, Watching uh, the area that provided everything for me, and these, you know, two sm- uh, small little stores of my mom's, and no response from LAPD. Buildings were, you know, on fire. I just felt the city let us down, and I felt honestly, um, I felt kind of like that. Okay, I guess we're just not important. We're just not as important as other communities. Because why? why is this happening? And, you know, that was another just little spark that I kind of needed that said, you know what, my father's right. If, if I'm going to complain, if I'm going to, you know, see all these issues that we're dealing with, then I have to get involved.
0: How does someone, you know, especially coming from an Asian American, you know, culture where we're, we're, we're taught to be quiet. We're taught (laughs) to be silent. How did you find your voice?
1: You know um you know I hate to I hate to keep coming back to this, but I just had amazing examples in my father and mother um, you know my dad felt you know had a great job he worked for Pan Am Airlines, but that wasn't wasn't his dream and he felt when he was trying to pursue his dream that he just kept hitting uh, not 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 the ceiling, just not being able to get in the door. <laughs> Right. And so um, and my mom was just an incredibly strong, independent woman who I saw her commitment to our family by the amount of time she worked. Um, You know, the only time I really got to spend with her is when I went to her store on Saturdays and Sundays. But, you know, but by them being involved and by them pushing it by by them, you know, telling me that I needed to make a difference that just allowed me to not be afraid to run for class president, right. To not be afraid to run for student council where people like me weren't natural normally in those roles. Well, they, they wanted me to challenge that and they wanted me to, you know, do those things. And these aren't, this, I, I, I hate to, I don't want to paint my parents as, you know, like, you know, they were, they, they told me what I had to do, but they encouraged those things when I showed interest in it. And, um, you know, it, it just, I started to realize that some of the things that were happening to me, I needed to speak out against. Because as you said, Kalika, that we're taught, right? Just focus on what you're supposed to be doing. If any outside things, have, just, just, just just let it go by. Don't let it bother you. Just focus on what it is. And I thought it was important in my younger age that we start, you know, pointing this out. I remember, you know, and this is a common experience for so many Asian Americans that, you know, but especially when I was growing up, they would say like, oh, are you Japanese or Chinese? And, you know, I would have to say, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm Korean American and, you know, try to have to explain that. Or when people would say like, oh, you know, where are you from? And I'd say, you know, America. And they would then say, all right, right. where are you really from? And I'd say, you mean Van Nuys? Like (laughs) what exactly? (laughs) Like, you know, even though you know kind of what they're getting at, I thought it was very important and for me to always it's not important. I felt it necessary to point out that I was an American because I think even today. Asian-Americans aren't seen, they're, they're seen as our, our identity for our ness first, right? Uh, you know, Korean or Japanese or Thai or you know, whatever, and not seen as American. Just because I have a love for the, my culture, my Korean heritage, just, but doesn't mean that it shouldn't diminish my love for this country and for, uh, you know, being a part of this country. And so my best friend was Italian uh, Italian American. And his mom used to always say to me, she's like, you know, John, why do you always say that? Why, you know, Thomas is, you know, Thomas is proud to say he's an Italian. I said, Mr. Jack it's because Thomas is generally accepted as American, whereas I am not. And so that is why it's so incredibly important for me to point that fact out and, um, you know, she would. I I I love her so much. She's like, oh, John, you shouldn't be a, you know, ashamed of your culture. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa I am not. I am 100 not ashamed of my culture. I love my culture. I love my heritage. I love the traditions of the Korean American community. But at the same time, I want to also be acknowledged for my contributions to this to, you know, this this city, my, my community, the city, this, you know, state, this country, you know, I wanted to be seen as also just as American as anyone else.
0: As an Asian American, did you ever question how accepted you would be as a political representative?
1: Yeah, I mean, growing up, you don't really see a lot of, uh, you know, faces that look like yours in, in, in um, leadership roles, whether it be at the CEO level, or whether it be at the, you know, at government levels, you just don't, didn't see that at all. So, yeah, you know, while my parents were, you know, something like, Oh, you're always going to be in public service. I, you know, I kind of thought when I got my first uh, opportunity was that, wow, it would be great to be a, you know, you know, yes, it'd be great to be an elect official, but wow, if I could be a chief of staff someday or something, you know, even, because behind the scenes, it, you're chosen, right? Because people know you. People know your work. People know your dedication. And I felt that I knew I could put in the hard work. I knew that I could put in the time. I knew that I had the commitment. So that seemed achievable. But then when thinking, even when I was running for office, I, I you know, growing up in a predominantly, you know, white, you know, area. And, and I mean, living in a white area, I it was you know, I, I'll be the first to admit it was hard for me to think like, okay, the, they're they're gonna they're gonna walk in and they're you know the ballot and say you know oh I I, I like the Asian guy like I like a, you know that's the one who I want to lead our community, and so you know I'm very very honestly proud to see not just because I, I was in this circumstance but the other Asian leaders that are emerging. That are being elected in areas that weren't, aren't predominantly Asian, so they're now being seen as leaders, and that means so much to me.
0: Was there any level of intimidation just for being Asian American in such a highly visible role? Yeah, you know,
1: I don't, I, I don't, you know, even as a council member, I don't want to say there's there's been anything just overtly where they're you know calling me a specific name. But you do tend to pick up on certain things. Where even as a councilman, I'll see you know, other electeds where I always feel like I'm being mentored, even though I've been in this building for over 20 years. That you know they're somehow mentoring me on you know the how it works or you know why I should vote a certain way. Where you know I clearly have my own opinions on all of the different subjects, and so that. You know, it leads me to sometimes say, I just have curiosity. Do you speak to any other councilman this way? Because I'm just curious. If you do, that's great. And, you know, it, it's that uncomfortable moment, but I'm hoping that they see that for a second, like, am I treating John any differently? You know, he's, you know, his colleague of mine, and he, you know, will hopefully be afforded the same. Uh, respect that anybody else has in this building and so you do see some microaggressions um, you know so nothing overt but little microaggressions here and there that I I admit sometimes make you angry (laughs) but also make you feel like you have to overcome these things to be heard and so that you you know I, I don't think it's new we have to to work then twice as hard and we need to put in that much more effort so that we can erase that and i can be seen as someone just as experienced as anyone else in this building
0: do you have any advice for a young aapi or minority person who may feel they can never become a city leader or be part of an industry because of their heritage
1: yeah you know what i think um I, 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 I'm hoping because when I, I look out in the different leadership, like groups in my community uh, of, young, young adults, I'm starting to see more Asian Americans. And I think they're seeing the, as their parents in my community, we don't have the, even though we have a, a very strong and vibrant uh, Korean American community, we don't see the Korean PTA as much as we just see people as part of, the PTA. And I think that the kids are starting to learn that they also need to be a part of these different organizations where maybe they felt intimidated before to be a part of. So for them, I just want them to take a look. Every generation relies on the generation before them. There's so many people out there that uh, are the reason why I'm sitting in this chair today. And they need to also then look at these faces. Now the faces of my generation who are the heads of industries, the heads, you know, in government and say, if, if they can do it, you know, so, so can I. And um, it's a, I, I know that's kind of just a, a simple message, but they, they need, they need to really truly believe that they can, they can get to the highest rungs of whatever whatever it is they want to do in life. And also to make sure, just like we were telling the communities, speak up, you know, if you're being passed over, if you feel like, you know, you're the right person for job, some, sometimes we just kind of feel like, well, you know what? I don't want to make any waves. I just want to do my job and I'll be recognized at some point. If you feel that you deserve something, then you need to, you need to speak up. And you need to you need to you, um, do a little boasting about yourself, and 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 just be confident. Be confident about who you are.
0: With the mayor set to leave this year, your support is integral to keeping this AAPI LA initiative alive in the city of LA. Why is supporting this initiative so important to you?
1: I represent the northwest uh, part of the San Fernando Valley, and that is a community farther away from City Hall. Of than, than any other community in in the city of Los Angeles. I'm also very far from Korean uh, you know what's considered Korea. I understand that while I represent the Northwest Valley and the people and the, that make up my district, that there is some responsibility also as a Korean American, but not just as a Korean American, as an Asian American because organizations I can understand, a little bit more about their experiences, and so since I understand their experiences a little more, that I have to understand that. Well, if I'm in this position, then I I have to be the voice for all of them. That it's 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 a it's a responsibility that uh, I both take proudly, and at the same time, you know, always you know, you know that the, 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 the spotlight's on you. So if, you know, if you were to make any, you know, glaring, you know, mistakes, that's also, so that responsibility of making sure that you be that positive role model uh, for not only the, the young kids, but for the communities. And that those organizations know that they can come to me and have that voice. And so having a day like today, just, allows me that opportunity to reach out to all the communities of Los Angeles and say, my office is there for you to talk about the things that are important to you.
0: We know that you've been a public servant for many years and have extensive understanding of legislative and budget processes. What would be your recommendation for moving the needle forward for the AAPI community?
1: if my staff is listening, they they know exactly, you know, what I'm going to say. I cannot stress enough how our vote is our voice. You know, I am a huge believer that exercising our right to vote as a community makes one of the biggest impacts in moving the needle on policy and budgetary decisions. If we don't show up, if if people in power don't look and say simply sometimes about the numbers that, oh, look, there is this loud voting block and they're talking about this. That's important to them. They have to make the decision on limited different resources or time. Do I pay attention to them? And what What I've seen these last couple decades is that we are no longer just areas that you drive through, maybe take a couple photos. There are areas now that you have to stop, you have to listen to the people that are that make up that community, or else, you know, they will they will let you hear it at the ballot box. I always say, and um, so that's that's one big thing. But we we also need to continue. The city's work on prioritizing investments in the, you know, provisions of city service to all the communities throughout the city of Los Angeles in a variety of ways, including making sure that our city workforce and our representatives are reflective on the people that, you know, we we serve.
0: And how can we ensure that those in the AAPI community that need help aren't disregarded?
1: You know, after election, everyone takes a look at the breakdowns you know, age, demographics, all the different things. And so when I can't stress when, when they see that, oh, wow, Asian-Americans now make up 20% of the voting, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a far off goal <laughs> for me. But if they imagine, if they see that, then, then they have to put the resources where those communities are asking for it. And you know, certain areas of our city are very, you know, parked, you know, park poor. And the reason why is sometimes growing up in those communities, uh, town, for example, it wasn't necessarily, oh, we have to put our, you know, park resources, you know, in this area. Well, that group, they're a loud group and they're screaming for another park in the area. So we're going to take the resources from this area and we're going to put it there. It, it just, we need to keep voicing, not only through the ballot box, but by so many organizations out there are trying to push different things through the Asian community that we just need to be involved. You know, it's it, the ballot is important, but just being involved in your communities that's that's an incredibly important thing that you need to be a part of.
0: What do you think are the biggest challenges and issues for the API community?
1: Well, I mean, right now, I, I think you can't begin to start without talking about what we've been experiencing these last couple of years. It's hard for me. It's hard for many people when someone like my mom, you know, when it was sort of reaching its sort of apex for my mom to just say, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay in my apartment for the next three weeks. I don't know what to tell her. I, I can't guarantee her safety. I, I can't be with her 24 seven. Know, and uh, that's why it was so important for us to run the campaigns of people needing to speak up because if we didn't start speaking up as a community, then this city wouldn't understand to the degree that we are facing discrimination every day, whether they be microaggressions or just straight out bigotry. So that is something that I see as one of our real immediate concerns. We have to make pe- make sure people of all the different communities, you know, I don't care where you come from, feel safe. And that's why campaigns um, like, you know, that are inclusive of all the communities, you know, that LA for all campaign that we are trying to show people in Los Angeles that the incredible makeup and diversity of our city is what makes us so great and why we are one of the most important cities in the world, really, that because we are a city made up of so many different backgrounds, so many different experiences, and those things can come together to make something, you know, really beautiful.
0: Can you tell us about some of the AAPI organizations and communities that you're involved with that you may want to showcase today and throughout AAPI Heritage Month?
1: Oh, gosh, I'm going to make, I'm not necessarily going to make friends here. I'm going to make uh, people angry at me that I did not forgot. But, you know, some of the ones like CAUSE who are pushing voter registration, uh, CAFLA, Korean American Federation of Los Angeles, you know, doing so much, um, organization FACE, uh, I, there's just there's so many, and so what i what I ask everyone is to you know visit uh not only my website uh but look at the different things that we're doing to, to highlight uh not only accomplishments but the the current things that these groups are doing. It is something that I unfortunately didn't have growing up here, and people have to understand that these resources. Uh, are available to them. It's important for us to say something, even when you're someone, you know, um, in any level of life, uh, you know, for me the other day, I'm gonna say that I took some offense when I saw our own city department, the the LA cultural affairs department, which is supposed to represent everyone here in the city of Los Angeles. And I was looking at the title that they put for the 30th anniversary of the riots and it was labeled, you know, uh, 30th anniversary of the LA rebellion. Well, I just want to make sure that they were listening to also Asian voices in that, because a lot of Asian experience from that time just sort of got, you know, washed over. And, you know, as, Personal experience watching my mom's stores, it would have been almost you know when you first see that her stores remains standing. There's a sense of relief, but then the very next day when no one walks through your doors and you're left standing and you're not uh, able to access any of the different programs and realize that you're in an area that no one wants to come visit. Uh, once business that she poured her heart into to watch her then slowly take her life savings to try to keep a business alive that gave our families so much. You know, these are stories that I wish were unique, uh, you know, but they're not. So many different people. And so I just asked the cultural affairs department that, look, I hope you're listening to all the different voices. Of course, what happened, you know, at that time with the verdict was something that I think we were all, you know, I was in college. I was so upset about after viewing the film but then also we, we can't just gloss over that there were other parts of experience. And so that is something that I'm very happy that, you know, I'm in the position where I can call them up and just say, Hey, you know, do me a favor. When you talk with the group that came up with this, with this name, I know it sounds very cool. Um, but can you ask them if they really thought about how Asian Americans would respond to that? And is this inclusive of their experience as well?
0: I really appreciate that because I uh, interviewed Hey Pin uh, Mm -hmm. of of Face and along with um, uh, someone else from the African Methodist um, Episcopalian uh, Church. And he said, hey, maybe you can change the social media post to say uh, civil unrest. And then Hey Pin said that the more accurate term as someone who's experiencing as an Asian American is LA riots. And so we kept it in we kept it
1: in <laughs> we Look, I mean to both was there protesting going on was there some civil arrest going on? Yes, but there was also rioting and that's what we experienced. We experienced you know people uh, burning down our stores, you know uh, looting uh, uh, and just destruction. Uh, you know that um, that part, I just feel sometimes even after 30 years, people want to just sort of gloss over that. And we have to remember that that 30 years ago, there were a lot of people who experienced that in a lot of different ways.
0: And it's a good thing that we had someone like Hey pin and like yourself to speak up on behalf of a community that has often been silenced. And like you said, just sort of, let let me pat you on the head and let me tell you how things work <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the mayor's office, you know, right? And, it, and it's Absolutely. Good thing that we, we have people like you, you know, incredible, incredible. Um, sources of inspiration, but not only inspiration, you're actually doing something and being such a wonderful model, not only for, yeah. I was also born in 1970. So not only people like me, but also younger people who want to be able to make a huge difference in this world. And I'm just so thankful that we got a chance to speak today. And do you have any other last words to people who are listening to this AAPI podcast?
1: Well, first of all, thank you, Kaliga, for having me on, but also thank you for having this sort of forum where people can talk about these very important issues. Um, You know, for me, since you mentioned earlier that you do have a younger generation listening uh, uh, to your podcast, my thing is for them is to, and really for the youth of our generation, is that we all need to listen a little bit more. Unfortunately, today we are so ready to scream and yell. And if someone disagrees with you, instead of just listening to their, you know, their point of view or understanding when things are made, you know, comments are made through hate or through maybe a cultural misunderstanding or a generational understanding that sometimes when we take this time to teach people to have a conversation about why maybe something is offensive, I think that we both can grow from that, but if something isn't coming from place eight and then we just jump and attack it, then I don't think anyone learns anything uh, from that encounter. And so, my, my thing is just for people of every generation, just to we all we all need to just listen to each other more and to to talk and and lower 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 the volume a little bit on on the things that we're you know yes we're passionate but we also need to you know make sure that we advance things and the only way we're going to do that is by listening to each other and working together
0: with that thank you so much for being part of it. i i do agree listen to understand not to quickly solve you know i think is something that even parents could use for their kids right <laughs> listen to them right don't freak out you know <laughs> and and with that you'll get this understanding which will eventually lead to unity
1: mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely Thank you, Kalika.
0: Thank you for listening to Los Angeles Asian American Stories. You can follow AAPI LA on Facebook at AAPI Los Angeles and on Instagram at AAPI underscore LA. You can find me, Kalika Yap, on Instagram and Twitter at Kalika Yap. We appreciate you being part of our community.